Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Super glad you're here. And I want to let you know, as usual, if you go to realestateinvestingmastery.com, you can get a couple things for free. You can get our Fast Cash Survival Kit, and you can also get the new Wholesaling 101 mind map that I created, which is about 15 or 16 videos. Each of them are about, I don't know, 15 minutes long of me teaching Wholesaling 101, step-by-step, the basics. We took out all the fluff, just everything that you need to know to wholesale a deal from beginning to end, all the steps. And in this mind map are the videos of all of this, of us walking through the mind map. In the mind map are the transcripts of all the videos. Plus, I'm giving you in there all of the calculators, the checklists, the marketing pieces, the contracts, the scripts that we use for the sellers, for the buyers, I can't believe it's free. This is stuff, I'm not kidding. I'm not exaggerating when I say this. This is stuff that people sell for 500, 1,000 bucks and we're giving it away for free. So if you go to realestateinvestingmastery.com, you'll see a link for that Wholesaling 101 mind map. Make sure you click on that, check it out, and it's yours. Also guys, if you like the show, please leave us a review in iTunes or Stitcher, your Google Play app, whatever your podcasting app is, if you can leave us a review, we'd appreciate it. We've been doing this podcast for almost seven years now. Can you believe that? And I was just, it was funny the other day I was looking at, uh, you know how Apple on the iPhone keeps all of your text messages. And I was sending somebody a text that I haven't texted in a long, long time. And it pulled up the history of old texts. I forget who it was. And it showed the text that I sent him back in August of 2011 uh, asking him to um, li- uh, subscribe to the podcast because I was texting everybody I knew at the time to do that. But anyway, leave us a review on iTunes if you like the show. Even if you don't like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. I'd appreciate it. Let us know how we can make it better. Okay, cool. So I got a great guest on the podcast today from Memphis, Tennessee. I love Memphis, Tennessee. And one of the questions I want to ask you, Michael, is... After all of the turnkey properties that so many people are selling in Memphis, I like I'm surprised like there's still any left for people <laughs> there, right? But uh, Memphis is a great market. But we have on the show with us Michael Stansbury from Memphis, Tennessee. Michael, how are you? I'm doing great, Joe. How are you? Very good. Very good. We met recently at a local marketing summit that one of our mutual friends hosted here in St. Louis. And I love when we have workshops or masterminds in St. Louis, because it means I don't have to travel. (laughs) So that was really cool. But we had about, what would you say, Michael, we had 30 or 40 people there? Yeah, we had uh, about 35 uh, people in that room and and, uh, the the Faster House team. We just had a lot of rock stars in in real estate. Well, you know what? A lot of great stuff. It was your idea, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, so I um, I'm in Life and Air. Steve uh, Cook yes. and Sean McCloskey are my coaches. I've been with Life and Air for I think four and a half, five years. And one of the things that we do is you you know we, we go on these retreats every year, and we all were talking about it one day about you know we just should focus on 
on something specific about marketing yeah. at the end of the year so we can talk about what worked in 2017 and talk about what you know what will work in 2018 or or or, or take what other people are doing again you know this is a copycat business when it comes down to it mm-hmm. and it, see what other people's success is and then uh, take those things and take them into your business implement them again what is the what is the saying the speed of implementation is the speed of uh, you know your income? Yeah, well your your success yeah your, your success to your speed to money is yeah. directly proportional to your speed of implementation. <laughs> right, and so uh, one of the great things about that that group that we had is we had so many people doing a lot of different marketing things, and you know I'm the last two weeks week and a half that I've been home, I have just been implementing. And taking that that information and putting it into the business and putting the systems and processes in place, awesome. Because there were so many just gold nuggets. But yeah, Brian Schroeder with Faster House, you know, hosted it, and there it was it sparked by an email conversation that we had, and then everybody was everybody jumped on it, and we had to turn people away because you know that room only holds so many people. But uh, it was it was a really cool event, and you were there. And you dropped a lot of knowledge bombs on us. And again, I want to just tell people, you know, at the beginning of the podcast, you talked about your your wholesaling mind map. I've got that. I, I heard you talk about that. And there is some there's absolute gold in there. If you, you everyone needs to have that if they are thinking about the wholesaling business, because I would have paid money to see some of that information. A lot of that <laughs> stuff has kind of helped me. Nice. Uh, skip a few steps. And so I really appreciate you doing that for, for everybody. Well, and even if you're experienced, isn't it good to be reminded of that? Just like reminded of some of the basic things that you might have forgotten or stopped implementing before. Right. It, it is. So many times I can, um, when I get bogged down in some of the minutia of this business, it's just really about going back to fundamentals. And a lot of that, your mind map, you know, the way that it's laid out and that, and cause it's a mind map, your brain functions in a way where it can process that information. And you're like, Oh yeah, that's exactly what I should be doing next. That's the next step. Yeah. And it's not that I didn't know that. It's just that again, you know, you get bogged down in the minutia of things mm-hmm. and then you realize, okay, it's a system. It's a process. I don't need to get all emotional. I need to be driven by the data, not the drama and boom, there's a result. <laughs> Where'd you get that from? Tom Kroll, by any chance? Oh, you know what? I've heard a couple people talk about the data, not the, yeah, exactly. And you know, what's funny is, Joe, it's, it's a beautiful thing because I use that. I heard that. I think yes. Tom said it either, uh, I hear it either he said it or he said it on this, well, on he, this program here. He got it from somebody else, a guy named yeah. Mark Evans, who's down in your yeah. neck of the, oh, not your neck of the woods, but in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> but I use that with my students. It just absolutely stops them right in their tracks and yes. gets them on pace. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful game changer. Well, that's why I love scorecards. And we talk about that. And by the way, guys, in this mind map, I just remembered there's another way to get to it. Uh, if you text the word flip to 313131, we will send you over the mind map, a link to get it. Text the word flip if you're in your car right now. Type in 313131 and put the word FLIP in there, and the system will send you back a link. Or you can go to flipmindmap.com, flipmindmap.com. It's really good. I was really – we put a lot of work into that thing. And after it was over, I was like, man, I think we should have sold this. But uh, <laughs> okay, so anyway, um, thanks for that plug. I appreciate it. The uh, Michael, I wanted to ask you, you've been doing real estate for how long now? Well, I've uh, been a realtor since the 2001, 
Okay. And then I was, I did a lot, a new construction for a, a new home builder here for a while. Back, back in 2008, when the housing market crashed is when I, we had to figure out something. And because I was used to making a, a really nice income and then the real estate commissions weren't happening. And so I did two things. I started delivering edible arrangements wow. and uh, looking for, uh, cause I, I think I had two kids at the time. I had now have four. I'm in the four kid club like you, Joe. Awesome. Yeah. Fist bump. And, yes, that's right. A virtual fist bump. <laughs> so I had to, you know, I had to figure things out. And, you know, one of the things I always wanted to do, always had that yearning to, you know, flip houses and be a real estate investor. So I found my first house in uh, Lakeland, Tennessee, which is a little suburb of, of Memphis. And me and a buddy of mine, we partnered up on it. And uh, old, an, uh, an older couple needed to move out and there were some foundation problems with it. So we got it at a great deal. So we flipped, I flipped my first house after the crash and after, hmm. you know, the real estate was, you know, never don't do this again. And we did it after the crash, which, you know, again, had me thinking, okay, I, I really want to do this again, yeah. but I didn't know what I didn't know. And, and, um, I didn't know at the time, which we all know now is that, you know, we're in the marketing business. We got to market to motivated sellers. Yeah. So I started researching how to do this more and I got a little bit, I, I bought some courses and I did a couple flips a year until 2013 and 2013, it became my full-time gig as a, you know, as an income source. So, but, the, but what's funny is, and this is for everybody that thinks that has that scarcity mindset. So I believe I had that at the beginning. It's cause I was like, I, I get it. This was fun. I made, you know, 20 G's on this first flip and, and I want to do this again. And, um, I, uh, noticed a house two doors down that was, you know, that just looked old and in disrepair. And I literally wrote a post-it note and, and this did not come from anybody. It's taught today and it should be, hmm. but I just wrote a post-it note. I said, Hey, you know, my name is Mike Stansbury. I'm, I, I'm flipping the house across the street. Or, or I said, I'm rehabbing the house down the street, two doors down from you. If you ever want to sell the house, please feel free to contact me at my number. And I just put that there. And six months later, the lady called me up and said, Hey, I've had your post-it note on my refrigerator and now I'm ready to sell. And my second deal ever was on the same street, two doors down from my first flip. So I tell that story to all, you know, anybody that's like, I can't find a deal. And uh, I was like, well, you know, that's not true. Let me show you why. Let me tell you why. And do you, um, do you still do post-it notes? I do. Uh, now, I, here's what I do. Uh, I, I have, again, I have four kids. So I employ my 15-year-old and he'll Ooh. go to the neighborhood and he will, and I will drop him off and he will blanket a neighborhood. And then um, he will call me up and say, I'm done. And, and then uh, I'll pick him up. So does he walk the neighborhood or run or he walks the neighborhood, walks the neighborhood? Yeah. <laughs> so what kind of post I'm fascinated with post notes. I've done them before and I was talking to somebody, somebody just recently and uh, they're starting to get back to old school marketing, right? Cause direct mail is getting really tough. So I said, Hey, have you thought about post-it notes? I used to do them a lot. What kind of post-it notes do you do? Well, this is a pre-printed one and, you know, Memphis right. is, is known for FedEx, right? So mine looks like it's a FedEx package. It looks like it's a, that you missed a FedEx package. So it definitely gets picked up and uh, it's, it's structured like a, a note from a UPS or FedEx, but so it, it has the, all the verbiage. Is it the one from Richard Roop uh, created it? I, it? It may be. It may be. I, I, and, and I forget where, where I got it, to be honest with you. But I can, I, I'd be more than happy to um, take a screenshot of it and share it with you. 
because I, I actually don't have one in my office right now, but I can uh, I can definitely share well, if that. Anybody, with you. If anybody's yeah. listening to this, um, if anybody's listening to this, <laughs> how, how do we know you're listening to this, guys? Well, we have our ways. I'll just tell you that. No, um, the uh, if you Google Richard Roop post-it note, Richard Roop is a guru, R-O-O-P, guru from way back in the day. And you go to images in Google, you'll see a post-it note that kind of looks like a notice postcard, like, hey, we missed you or something like that. There's even a little place on it where you can do some initials. And uh, it says, attention homeowner, our company is now seeking to purchase several houses in your neighborhood. Are you looking to sell soon? Your home has been identified as a good candidate for our real estate buying needs. When we become your buyer, we can you can sell your house as is for a fair price on the date of your choice, and there are no commissions to pay. You can get immediate debt relief, fast cash, and a hassle-free sale without putting your house on the market or fixing it up. We're professional home buyers, blah, 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 blah. And if you Google that too, you can find the company that will print these for you. It's the uh, it's a company called the discountprinter.com. The discountprinter.com. And uh, but I'd be curious to see yours, Michael. That's that doesn't does it sound like what yours says? That's exactly what okay. mine says. That's exactly what it, it is, Richards. When I when you just when you said that, like that that's it, and it's uh, and it has worked. And we've gotten we have gotten deals from uh, from Post-it notes, um, and so that's that's one of the uh, the ways that we we do marketing. And right now, I have my son. He's fifteen, and he's um, he's doing that, and he's doing some cold calling for me, and that has been fun. We've gotten some we've. Got one deal closed and two deals under contract, and we started that about 45 days ago. Oh, my gosh. So this is so cool. I'm so excited about this because I just interviewed a guy. I've interviewed him before, Rick Ginn, on my podcast, and he has uh, he's the one who created the course about on handwritten postcards, and he also has another course on probates, and he's out of um, South Florida somewhere. And he's got an 18-year-old son. I think he has two or three kids. And he's never, he's been real successful in real estate for a long time. And he's never really pushed real estate on his kids. Just like, you know, he's going to let them come to him when, if they're ever ready or have any interest in real estate. And so his, his 18 year old had been bagging groceries for a few years at the grocery store and hated every minute of it. And he got tired of seeing these $20,000, $30,000 checks on his dad's desk. So he started asking his dad, hey, can you show me? how to do what you're doing. And, and his dad would just say, here, read these books. And the kid would actually read them. And uh, he would say, okay, dad, I read the books. Now what do I do? And his dad said, well, here, read these other books. And then write down any questions you have. So the kid actually would read the books and started writing down intelligent questions. And so he said, okay, well, I'm not going to give you any money for marketing. You need to bootstrap it. So he taught him how to do bandit signs. The kid actually put post-it notes, I mean, sorry, put his cell phone number on the bandit signs and uh, started cold calling Fizbo's and doing driving for dollars. And guess what? 100 days into this now, he's made over $52,000 in net profits from wholesaling these deals in a super competitive market doing those simple basic things. And I thought about that, Michael, while you were just talking about what you're doing with your son. How cool is it that you can help your kids learn this business by just hustling, right? Going out there and putting post-it notes on doors and cold calling. And now you're doing deals with him. I love it. Yeah. No one's, you know, Joe, I, I think there's a, we got a lot of stuff in common, you and I, and then, and then, and this was it Rick again. That's awesome because I've 
told my kids, hey, no one's going to give it to you. And, uh, you know, we we kind of run anti to the culture on some things in our household. You know, we tell the kids that, you know, hey, college is not necessarily necessary. If you want to go to college, great. Yeah. And uh, but it's going to be something that, you know, I've, I've, I've kind of prepared my kids for Hey, life is about you learning a skill and then going out there and adding value. And that's basically what we're trying to teach them as far as, you know, economics is concerned. No one's going to give it to you. And I, I love it mm-hmm. that Rick, Rick has probably the same mindset I do here. Read this, read this and then take action and let me, let me you know, go do it. So and that's this business. I mean, you, it's it's fundamentally you just got to go out there and do the same things over and over again. And if somebody's done it before and gotten a result, you're going to get those results too. So that's, that's a beautiful thing. And well, here's, <laughs> I'm excited about this, Michael, because my boys now are asking me about real estate, right? And my son who's 14 is already thinking about cars and uh, wants to buy a Tesla. Okay. Oh, actually he wants me to buy a Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> and so he can start driving it when he's 16. I'm yes. like, that's not going to happen. But now he's thinking, well, okay, maybe if I start working and doing real estate, I, I can buy my own Tesla. <laughs> but is it? But most people would be like, they would never put that to their 14-year-old son. They would never yeah. ask them the question, hey, you know what? You could buy your own Tesla. Mm-hmm. Because in our, you know, who, who says that to their son that, you know, you have the ability to go out there and, and pay cash for your Tesla if you want to. And then they, then They've, you've asked that question. Now they've got to problem solve and figure out, okay, how do I do that? And <laughs> so, it's a beautiful thing. So would you let your son, if he started, if he made a hundred grand, uh, would you let him buy a Tesla? <laughs> well, here, here's what I would do is, is, you know, I would set up, uh, you know, what we're trying to teach him as far as economics is how to, uh, I know where save, you're going. Save, yeah. How, how to save your, how to do your money the right way and, 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 Put it in the right buckets. Yeah. And once you have it in the right bucket, then, you know, you're not going to get any blowback from your dad if, if you want to buy a uh, Tesla, if everything else is in place, if that makes sense. Well, what you do is what our mutual friend Steve Cavanaugh did, right? Yeah. He got his $100,000 and bought a rental property. There you go. And then yeah. financed the Tesla and used the rental income to pay the financing on the Tesla. So when the Tesla's paid off, now he's got a free and clear rental property and a, a car that uh, he gets to enjoy and sell and get some of his money back if he wants to or trade it in for another. Yeah, that's a, oh, I, I'm so excited. And now you've got me, you got me excited because I have some ideas I can have my sons do for me. I can have them start doing post-it notes for me and I can have them start cold calling. Now, let me ask you about this. What... Uh, with the cold calling, what are you having your, your son do for you? Well, this is interesting because I have him and, um, and I have, a, I have a, this girl that's a friend of the family. She's also 15 and she, they both go to the same homeschool group together and I have them competing against each other. <laughs> we also homeschool our own kids. We've talked about this before, but that's so cool. So yeah. They have a competition. Um, what, what is that? Well, they, um, we use Mojo Dialer. We have a, a VA, we have a, a couple lists that we're dialing from currently, and they both do at least two hours on the dialer a day. And so wow. we have at least four hours going during the day. And, and the great thing with Mojo is, is it keeps everything accountable. So you can track exactly how many dials, how many, how many contacts they're making, you know, and then the leads go straight from once they, put uh, push, uh, it's either a hot lead or future follow up. It goes into a podio. And then that's when we get and, and myself or my partner involved in making the contact uh, to make the appointment. 
And so we're basically, they have to fill out a, a form at the beginning of the week to let me know what hours they want to work, but they have to at least work two hours. They can work three hours if they choose. They get paid by the hour and they get 1% of the net profit on the deal if we're to close a deal. So they make a little bonus uh, a little bit. And, and, and we may restructure that uh, because I'm trying to figure, I'm just trying to figure that out. I just threw that out there. I just throwing spaghetti at the wall, but they're excited about it because uh, we already have a closed deal. And so, so in each week we just get together on a, uh, either to, together at the house or on a Zoom, and we talk about their calls, their cadence on the phone, and you know, kind of what they're, you know, how to overcome objections. But these kids are super teachable. The first day they did it, they both had, you know, somebody mean and nasty, and uh, they both wanted to quit, uh, which was, and it, which kind of I expected that. Uh, I wanted to, to get them to just, uh, you know, with anything new, you're going to have obstacles. But uh, they were, you know, I was able to kind of tell them, hey, this is how the real world works. And uh, they were very receptive to hearing, you know, you're going to hear your goal is to have a 12 to 13 minute conversation with them. But here's what you're going to have in between. You're going to have people that are mad that you called that are how'd you get my number and, and don't ever call me again. And here's here are the tools to handle that. And so and so that's that's what we're doing with uh, the cold calling. And and it's a direct result of hearing uh, podcasts like these. And, and I think you've talked about the, the TTP method and. Um, yeah. We, you know, our direct mail was doing really, really well for a long time, and we did a lot with a probate, and then, man, it just started just not getting the response and not getting the leads that we were used to getting because we would go on these appointments, and the coffee table would be filled with mailers from other investors uh, when we went on the appointment. So it was, most of them were, were cattle call appointments, and so we, we had to figure out a way to break through. And I, I believe cold calling is, is really for this year is going to be one of those things that we, um, we're, we're really excited about the results already. And we're, we're trying to scale and amplify it up so we can, um, get more great leads like we're getting. Yeah, that was a really good podcast. It was with Brent Daniels. If anybody want to go back and look at that, uh, go to real estate investing mastery.com and do a search for the TTP method, I think was in the title. So you're, did you say you pay your kids 1% of the profits? Yeah. Is that bad? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. I, I, don't know. I, I just, honestly, Joe, I just threw it. Uh, I did, we, we pay them by the hour, which they're happy to yeah, get. Yeah. Uh, they're happy to get. But we, we want to, uh, I do definitely want to incentivize them to uh, get, the lead, get the leads. And so, um, you know, I've heard. As we figure this thing out, as this, as this thing starts getting more and more results, we'll scale it and figure out how to how to really reward them. And also, but more than that, it is just it, it being able to see here's here's the here's where the money is. Here's where the value comes from. Is uh, my son's on the phone? He stops and he'll text me. Hey, I just had a great call with this guy. It's gonna it's gonna hit podio here in a second. Make sure you follow up with him. Yeah. Now that getting that text from your son, it, just knowing that he's getting it. Yeah. Uh, why he's doing it? It's 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 really cool. That's that's where that's where I get jazzed up. <laughs> I was uh, having my son, one of my sons, do direct mail for our land flips, and I told him I'd give him ten percent of any profits. And he worked hard because he we printed the letters, but he folded them, put the labels on the envelope, and put a live stamp on there. If his handwriting was a little better, I'd have him hand address the envelopes. <laughs> but 
he's yeah, he's homeschooled. We we haven't we didn't work too hard on handwriting skills, I guess. <laughs> you skipped that. Went straight to Robert Kiyosaki's uh, <laughs> yeah. program. Yeah, but um, in fact, there, I've heard there's debates in schools now whether we should even teach kids handwriting cursive anymore, if that's even necessary. I don't know, but anyway, so uh, he was getting real discouraged though because he'd send out a couple hundred letters and uh, no deals from it yet. And uh, so I, 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 I kind of was a softy. I, maybe I shouldn't have been, but I told him, all right, so let's, let's do this. I'll pay you hourly. You'll still get 10%, but like once we get a deal, I'll reduce the commissions you got, you would have gotten from the hourly pay that I've already paid you. That way he can start seeing a little better results, but I don't know if I should have done, <laughs> I should have done that or not. But I, so when you're doing post-it notes, are you a little nervous about, and, and, Maybe this speaks to our generation because my parents and probably your parents weren't nervous, but like letting your, yeah. yeah, So like, do you let your kids just, are these good neighborhoods? Do you? Yes. I mean, I, um, I'm very specific on the neighborhoods that he goes to and uh, respect the wishes of my bride. uh, Cause she's like, and cause Memphis is, Memphis is getting, it's a lot of, uh, we've got a lot of great neighborhoods in, in Memphis, uh, in the, in the County and in the, you know, so suburbs. And so we mainly stick, stick to those, but I have no, in the neighborhoods that he does post it note, I have no problems at all, uh, with him going out there at, at 15. And so, and at 16, he'll be 16 in July. Okay. So do you, how do you, do you track your results with post it notes? You know, um, we have, Yes, yes, we do. And um, so this summer we did, we blanketed three zip codes and we got four deals with, uh, with that strategy. The main strategy that we use, you know, the, our main bucket is referrals. We get a lot of uh, referrals uh, for our leads. For, for 2017, we did. So we got 13 properties under contract through referrals, I wow. think four through posted notes. And then we do direct mail, we direct mail to probate, but we're, I, I, I'm, you know, I tell people if, if, you know, the, the, the thing to do and for us is we're all in on, on cold calling because it is, it's going on offense and the conversations that we're having with people are just, are just great. So if, if I, if I can throw any nugget down or throw a gauntlet down, I think that is the, the absolute way to market for, um, either a wholesaler or a fix and flipper right now. That's fantastic. Are your kids doing all of the cold calling? Is that it? Or do you have other people doing it? No, right now it's just, it's just Brianna and Colin doing the cold calling. We did it for two weeks because we wanted to learn it and teach it, be able to teach it to somebody. So we did it for two weeks and we had some, we got some good leads and got a deal uh, at my partner, Jameson. I have a partner down here. He got a, he got a deal on that. And actually it turned out it was one of these calls where it was, it started off really, really bad. The lady was like, why are you calling me? And uh, he was able to get down to where her irritation was about her house still while she was mad at, at him calling. And she basically said to him on the phone, well, you can go buy this house. You can go by there and check it out. The back door's open. It's been vacant for six months. And it was in a good neighborhood. And so he went over there and uh, called her back and said, how much do you want for it? She's like, well, how much will you give me? And he just threw out a stupid low offer of 20000 and uh, she took it. Yeah, wow! Very good job. I, yeah. I, I am uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, we guess what, guys? We have a training on how to use Mojo Cells and how to use the uh, TTP method. Now, Brent Daniels, who I interviewed in that podcast, also has a course. But if you're interested, if you go to um, 
automatedmojo.com, automatedmojo.com. You can watch a webinar that I did with uh, my friend Gavin on how to use Mojo Cells, how to get the lists, how to call them, some simple scripts and stuff like that. You know, one other thing you might think about, Michael, is having your kids – remember all of this marketing I talked about at the um, at the marketing summit that we did? Yes. You could think about maybe having your kids do some of that marketing for you, even your younger ones possibly because that's that's not – doesn't require phone skills yet. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And that's – man, I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Like I could, I could easily just start really doubling down on getting – a team of VAs. What if you had 10 virtual assistants just doing marketing for you? And there's at least like four or five different things they could be doing. And you don't have to do deals in just your market. You could actually have deals in other markets, uh, be targeting deals in other markets. And uh, there's so much opportunity. If you just looked in t- Tennessee, Michael, you'd probably have, I don't know, I'm going to guess six different Craigslist cities in Tennessee. Right. And do you think anybody, I don't know what the markets, let me just look here real quick. The, the, the amazing thing about this, and I've been telling a lot of people, let me go to Tennessee has eight, eight different cities. All right. So I don't know where Clarksville or Chattanooga is, right? But do you think there's very many investors in Clarksville, Tennessee? Well, I'll tell you this, you, you, that intrigued me so much because we do have these small towns. Um, I, I don't, and Clarksville's kind of close to Nashville. It's kind of north of the state. So no, I don't think so. Jackson, Tennessee, which is about 60 miles uh, east of Memphis. I've been looking at, looking at that as well. And uh, I'm very, very, very interested in, in getting leads in those markets. I actually have a coaching student that we just picked up the first coaching student that we have in that is not in the Memphis market, they're actually in Jackson. So I'm trying to figure out how to, how to help him get leads or how I can get leads and push them to him because he's in that market. So I'm very interested in, in that whole 10 VAs doing marketing for you and, and just doing deals. It's, it's intriguing. Well, here's the crazy thing is be, and people don't realize this. There is still a high demand for housing in these small cities, Right. People think, well, that's why would I want to target a city that only has 50,000 people in it or even 1,000 people in it? But the, there's, a, there's a problem there. They, the same problems that um, people have in, the, uh, in bigger cities, it's hard to find houses, the good houses. Whether you are rehabbing a house or especially if you're doing creative financing. You know, if you could lock up a property on owner financing and turn around and sell it with owner financing – even if the property needs a full gut rehab, okay, there is not much competition from other investors on these properties in these small little towns. And you could buy them, turn around and sell them on owner financing to somebody. All you need to do is just put it on Craigslist or you could do some hire somebody to put bandit signs out there. You could sell these things really, really fast because there's a huge demand, low supply, even in these smaller cities. And I would argue that it might be even easier in the smaller cities because mm. you don't have the competition from other investors. If you start sending mail to these small cities, you're going to find a huge response rate. The response rates that we used to get maybe three years ago, you're going to start seeing those in these small cities. There was a uh, a guy in Collective Genius, the mastermind. What was this about six, eight months ago? I was talking to him and he's in a small town, Arkansas. And they're they're making well over 
$2 million a year, gross revenues, flipping houses. In these little ho-dunk towns, they have two different markets in, in small town Arkansas, and you, would, you wouldn't believe it. And Steve Cook, a mutual friend of ours, right, has been building a bunch of new homes and, and doing some rehabbing, a little bit of wholesaling in Baraboo, Wisconsin. Has anybody heard of Baraboo, Wisconsin? <laughs> you know? I didn't until he moved there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, something to something to chew on because the thing that I love about this business is that you can do deals virtually and there's opportunities for people out there. You know, let me tell one more story, Michael. And uh, I had a student who was a stay-at-home mom. She had three kids all under the age of like four or five. And her husband worked full-time job. She just wanted to make some extra money. But she could never talk on the phone with sellers because her kids were always screaming or crying or playing or laughing or uh, uh, wanting mommy. And uh, she just could not talk on the phone without her kids just being really, really loud. And so she, where there's a will, there's a way. And she started just every week would pick a new city in Craigslist and start sending emails and text messages to these landlords and for sale by owners asking them if they had any interest in selling or asking them if they would be open to maybe doing a lease purchase. And she started doing three, two to three deals a month on average, just flipping lease options without ever talking to the sellers. She would just do it by texting and by emailing. And she would tell them, I'm sorry, I can't talk right now. My kids are screaming. And she would hire local realtors in those markets to help her sell the homes. But uh, yeah, she did it without ever talking to sellers. It's amazing. Oh, anyway, I get I get excited talking about that because that's stuff, Michael, that we could do, we could start doing with our kids, right? Yeah. We could have our kids or maybe neighborhood kids or other friends that you have that maybe you have, maybe you know somebody who is a disabled vet and, and, and can't take a job, right? He's on disability, but he knows he can get on the computer. He can make phone calls. Maybe you could hire somebody like that. Oh, this is cool. All right. So looking here at, at Tennessee, Michael, there's one, two, th- like I said, there's eight. Obviously, Nashville is pretty competitive, but what about Chattanooga? What about Knoxville? What about, uh, what's this one in between? Cookville. Have you ever been to Cookville, Tennessee? Cookville. Yeah. Cookville is home. Uh, it's a, it's a very, it's a up and coming city. There's a, uh, there's a guy that lives there named Rich Froning. I don't know if you're a CrossFitter. Are you a CrossFitter, Joe McCall? No, I'm not. <laughs> Well, he he won the CrossFit champion three years in a row. He has a big, huge gym there. It, Cookville is now known for being the home of Rich Froning. But yeah, that's a that's a cool little small town. Wow. Yeah. I am uh, looking there at Cookville right now, and I'm looking in the rentals. And if you take out the word apartment, there's a bunch of homes here listed for rent that are really nice looking. And these could be, you know, lease options, when you, especially when you're doing creative deals. These might be... Um, easier properties to look at. Okay. Anyway, Michael, so yeah, you, you told us a little bit, you, you got started in real estate early 2000s. You got your realtor's license, but you didn't start really doing it full-time till 2013, right? Right. So what does your business look like today? What kind of, um, what kind of numbers did you have in 2017? Well, we did, uh, we, we do fix and flips and wholesales and we have a uh, coaching business we did 26 deals uh, just on our own, and we did uh, eight deals with our students. And it's been a fun year, but we had some really nice uh, fix and flips that we did this year. And we have, at the behest of our group, we, we, we did a, some really long 
and not so fun fix and flips this year. Some big ones. Uh, they were profitable, but they really took a toll on us. And we have been really uh, resistant to just go and say, hey, you know, we're going to just go wholesaling 90% of our business. Uh, but about in October of this year, we just we just saw the writing on the wall. Is we made so much. Well, we the writing was our accountant uh, because we were making so much more money by just flipping them very very quickly to mm -hmm. other investors or our students that we said, you know what, we're only going to do one or two rehabs, and we're just going to uh, wholesale properties and uh, coach our students on the rehab process. And so that's where we're. That's where we're headed toward for 2018, helping more people kind of get in the fix and flip and wholesaling business, but uh, but doing a lot more of uh, wholesaling to other investors. You know, one of the things that we talked about at the marketing summit was that spreadsheet from Chris Hake. Chris Hake is an investor in Madison, Wisconsin. I think I've had him on the show before. But one of the things that I thought was really fascinating is he has this spreadsheet. And I'm looking at it right now because you posted it in that Facebook group. And he, when he's analyzing a deal, he's got four different columns where he's analyzing his profits. And if it's a wholesale, real quick wholesale, if it's a wholesale where they maybe just clean it up and stick it back on the MLS, a prehab, I'm not sure what the difference between a prehab and a wholesale is. Do you remember? No, I think they may be. And I was, I was thinking that same thing. I'm looking at it too. And it's, uh, you know, it may be the... It may be, hey, we're going to rehab it, but we're not fully committed. <laughs> it's probably a wholesale. Yeah. I think <laughs> yeah. a wholesale, maybe they don't do anything and they just stick it back in the MLS. A prehab might yeah. be like they take out the carpets, just clean it like it, it looks really nice. I mean, clean. And then there's a full rehab. So he's got four different, I think it's actually five. There's regular wholesale and wholesale 24. I'm not sure what wholesale 24 is either. Okay, so, but what he does is he looks at his total projected profit in each of these after all of his costs and expenses. And then he predicts when they will have their cash in pocket date. Okay. And then he looks at his profit per day. And this was a common theme that we were talking a lot about at this marketing summit is, you know, the, and also at this last mastermind I was at with Collective Genius, it's what is the return on your time? Mm -hmm. It's yes. not about having a bigger business. It's about having a better business. That's my goal in 2018, right? Is I, I don't want a bigger business. I don't want more staff, more complication, more overhead and all that. I want a better business that um, maybe I'm making less revenue, but I'm more profitable. And obviously, if and that's you know, we talk about, about that a lot in the whole life in air concept. But looking at his numbers here, uh, just in this example deal we're looking at, if he wholesales it, he'll make about $21,000 a day. If he rehabs it, he'll make $323 a day. Mm. <laughs> okay. So $21,000 a day or $323 a day? What would you rather do? I mean, I could, Michael, I could go and sell things on eBay and make $323 a day. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do that. No. Well, you know, obviously, maybe maybe you can rehab some of your deals and in, 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 in the really, really good ones, the really easy ones. But do you? How do you look at choosing whether you want to rehab or wholesale a deal, Michael? Well, right now, right now, our first inclination is to wholesale it. But beforehand, we just we we loved uh, we loved doing the rehabs. We make good money on it. But I would I would say that 
we had a good business, but you know, rehabs take time. Uh, they take a lot of effort. They take dealing with uh, more minutia, more contractors, more going to uh, you know places to pick up stuff. And so it's it's funny that you're. And listen, I've heard the message before. It just took it took uh, a lot of time and a lot of going. Oh, you know, these headaches can actually go away. There's actually a a better and more efficient way of doing it. And we got known as the reputation in Memphis as the fix and flip guys. And so we felt like, oh, you know, we kind of have a, uh, again, this is, uh, again, this is all self-made, self-taught. Oh, we have an obligation to be the fix and flip guys. No, we got an obligation to our families to to spend the most time with them and, and do this as efficient as possible. So we look at everything now to to wholesale first. And if we can only get it at that 70% ARV rule uh, or a little bit above that, uh, we, then we really have to go, okay, do we want to take on this project? So that's that's kind of how we we look at the business kind of going forward. The um, and it's it's nice to have that freedom. And one of the the things I know about you, Michael, just because you're in life and air, is important to you is not necessarily to have a big business, right? So how have you? How is life and air the concept of being debt free, of having a simple lifestyle, or or being focused on a life your life first and not your business? How has that had an impact in, in you personally? You know, the, I think the biggest thing that uh, Life and Air has has done, and and here, here's when you when you really craft your vision and uh, stick to it, a uh, life is life gets very very simple, and uh, you're able to uh, you know do things according to your vision. Here, here's what I learned: what happens over time, if you don't constantly look at your vision. Um, and it, it, your vision is definitely, I think, different than maybe your goals. But your vision is for how do you want your daily life to look like? I can tell you that this year has been really different for me because I started getting away from looking at that vision. And I can tell you that that had a, a, an immediate impact on you know the way that you would get back into old habits. But about, about, a, about 60 days ago, I was challenged by Steve Cook. He said, you know, when's the last time you – revisited and rewrote your vision. Yeah. And I said, it's been a long time. I mean, cause I've ha- I had the same thing for a while. He says, you know, this is the problem is you need to go back, do the fundamentals again. Kind of what we talked about earlier is in this business, you got to go back to the fundamentals, but in life you have to go back to fundamentals. And, and right now to, to, to be honest with you, I'm going back, I've rewrote my vision and I'm, I'm going back to the daily, uh, uh, value of having it right there in front of me going through this, the steps and the processes to make sure I'm, I'm doing the right things. Because my, in my vision, it's the most important thing is to spend time with my family. And then when you're, you know, when your kids make the comment that you're working all the time, that is not consistent with your vision. And you, you, you know, it really holds you accountable to, uh, to making sure that you, you are doing these things for the right reasons. So, um, the biggest impact that life and air has had on me is it has, it's forced me to, to figure out, okay, what are the most important things and, and keep those and keep those there. And then when you have your spouse and kids involved and they can see the vision too, man, there's nothing like a, nothing like a child to hold you accountable to what you say, cause they will. And, um, and your spouse as well. Yeah, that's good. So your, your wife was with you in the, uh, helped you on the vision process. You guys worked on that together. Yes. Yes. Awesome. I know I need to, I mean, I created my vision probably five years ago and, uh, I look at it occasionally, but not enough. 
<laughs> yeah. And uh, when you're talking to guys like Sean McCloskey and you say, Hey, Hey Sean, let's do something like, let's do this or that. Let's do this project. And when he says, no, man, that doesn't align with my vision. I'm like, Oh, you turd. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course you would say that. Right. And make yeah. me feel guilty. Cause like, I didn't even think about looking at my vision to see if that worked. <laughs> my vision. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, those funny. guys. Yeah. Those are some, I uh, mean, that's, that's the sweet spot. And those guys have really had a huge impact on my life and, and our, our mutual friend, JP, Yeah, you know, I, I love that fact that he's local. We go have coffee every once in a while and we talk about it, but, um, it's, it's always good to just align yourself with people that are, that are like-minded and you can bounce some stuff off them and, and, uh, get really good feedback. I don't if know if you open up. Yeah. I don't know if you knew this, but I I've done about probably four or five or six wholesale deals with JP in Memphis. Oh, awesome. Yeah. When we were uh, traveling around in our RV, um, a couple of years ago, is that two or three years ago, we were doing a lot of marketing in Memphis with JP and, uh, it was good. We, we did the marketing pre-screened the leads, sent them to him and he, um, him and his business partner at the time, would get them under contract and wholesale them and we'd split the profits. Yeah, we did. I did. I've done one deal with JP. He, uh, I got, a, I got a burnout under contract and sent it to him. I said, Hey, you know anybody that wants this? And we, uh, we, we joint ventured on a deal. It was, it was hilarious. <laughs> cool. All right. So, um, one more question for you, Michael, you, you've talked before about coaching. Why do you like coaching so much? What is it about it that, uh, keeps you interested in, in doing it. So it, it's having impact on people. And you know, one of the things about this business is, is uh, it really can impact you. And, and, and in my case, it's allowed me to, to live uh, life. It's allowed me to, to be home a lot more and to have impact on my kids and to uh, make a, uh, a good income. And all those things are great. But the, the truth is, is that, you know, we're all created on, for a higher purpose. And, um, you know, one of the things that, that, uh, I didn't believe about myself for a long time is that, that I had anything of value to give to another person, you know, other than buying and flipping real estate. And when you can, um, I, I love coaching people and mentoring people in my market and showing them how to do this business. And when they get a result and when they close a deal, we had a, we had a mom who similar situation, you had a stay at home mom as a coaching student, I had a stay at home mom whose husband is a football or baseball coach for a, a public high school, they make a you know very limited income and she stays at home. Well, she's flipped two deals and made uh, made over $30,000 in her first year as one of our coaching students. And that right there, that kind of impact, yeah. it, it just, it, it, it is juice. It is, yeah. uh, I mean, it is, uh, what are the, it is just brain octane. I don't even know what the, I don't even know what words my, my brain's fried right now, but well, it, yeah. it really, it really just, it gives us more significance. And we, I want more of that mm-hmm. than anything else. Uh, in this year is to help other people learn these tools and put them out in there in the marketplace and get the result that they're looking for. Yeah. There's something about just giving back a little bit that gets you more excited. I get way more excited when I see a t- testimonial from a student who's done a deal than I deal with my own deals. Let me tell you this uh, quick story real quick. Um, I have this uh, coaching student and he's a police officer here in Memphis and he's um, 16 years and he's waiting four more years to retire. And uh, so he uh, started with us. He got a deal under contract and uh, flipped it and made $35,000. And he was so excited about that. 
Well, the day before Thanksgiving, he calls me up and says, hey, man, I want to meet you. I got a turkey I need to give you, a frozen turkey I got for you. I'm like, okay, uh, I'll, uh, okay, uh, here's the problem, man. I'm in Florida. I'll be back on Sunday. Just call me on Sunday. I'll meet you. He goes, all right, I'll put it in my freezer and, and uh, I'll hit you up when, when you're back in town. So he calls me up when I'm back in town and he, uh, he calls me up and says, hey, man, uh, I got to get you this turkey. And I totally forgot about it. Yeah. And in my mind, I'm going, Joe, I'm going, man, why does this guy want to give me a frozen turkey? And so uh, I said, hey, man, meet me Monday at my house at 1230 and uh, I'll meet you at the house. I'll put the turkey in the freezer. He's like, OK, cool. So, again, I'm running late. It's 1215. He texts me, hey, I'm at your house. And I said, man, I will be there at 1245 because uh, I'm running late. And Joe, I can tell you, I was in the car and I was very frustrated. I was like, man, this dude, why am I uh, totally disrupting my day? I was so kind of just mad. Yeah. So I get to my house and I'm, I'm not mad. I, I don't, I mean, inside I'm like, hey man, you know, yeah, I'm jazzed about this. He goes, you got to see it. it's an organic turkey. Got it from a, uh, you know, an organic turkey farm. I'm like whatever, man. So he opens up his truck uh, when I, when I walk out of my truck and, and there's this big, huge briefcase looking thing. And he pulls it up and says, here's your turkey. Uh, my student bought me this $900 legit drone as a gift. No way. Yeah. <laughs> and I was totally floored, didn't know how to react to it because my, in my mind I'm going, you know, why am I home to get this frozen turkey? And this dude just does this to me. And he says, man, you've had such an impact on, on me. You, you, you helped me, you know, create this new skill set in my life. And I, you know, I was just trying to think of a cool thing to give you uh, as a gift. And I was like, man, this thing is awesome. And, uh, yes, I, this is, I, I'm, you know, I, I was at a loss for words, what to say, uh, but it was, it was the coolest thing ever. And so those are the, that, those are the things that kind of validate that, you know, you're doing, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. That's so cool. Somebody sent me a mug that says, uh, best coach ever <laughs> or best coach in the world. Or, and then on the bottom, when you, when you tilt it up, it says number one on the bottom. And I don't even know who sent it to me. They sent it to me anonymously. And uh, <laughs> I thought, oh, this is so cool that somebody would do that. And yeah. uh, somebody else sent me a, a signed, autographed um, Cardinals baseball hat by a by a pay, by a former player. Oh, what was the player? Who was the player? You know, I'm so, I feel bad. I'm embarrassed. I, I shouldn't have said <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything because I forgot. Was it um, Tom Wallace? No, I don't even know who Tom Wallace is. Oh, you don't know. You come on. 1987 World Series. I'm not that old of a Cardinals fan. I, okay. I moved. Right. I'm surprised you are. Really? Yeah. My, all my family live on the hill in St. Louis. I got wow. a lot of Italian family to live on the hill in St. Louis. And so we, we come, we were huge Cardinal fans. And I used to work at Mike Shannon's restaurant. No way. Back, you know, when McGuire and Sosa were hitting all the yeah, home runs. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I worked as a bartender there. And so. Huge Cardinal fan. Just Google Tom Lawless, nineteen eighty seven home run when you get off the when we get off the call. All right, I'm doing do right now before I forget. Tom Wallace, two thousand. Yeah, Lawless, L A W L E S S. Yeah, he hits the best home run against Frank Violi. He flips the bat, and it's his second home run he's ever hit. And the way he uh, does the bat flip, and for you guys who are on this call, you guys Google it too because it's the, the most hilarious bat flip you've ever seen. He just hit it. I'm watching it now. He's was this? This looks like it was in New York. This is a this is Old Bush Stadium. Old Bush Stadium, it is. And uh, watch, you got to watch the bat flip. It's the best part. 
So I moved here to here it comes in a second here. I just went to YouTube. I moved to St. Louis in uh, 2002, and that's kind of when I started following the Cardinals. And they've won two World Series since then, which very few teams can say. But did you know that next to the New York Yankees, no other team has won more World Series? Yeah, we are a great franchise. I love it. Love love Cardinal baseball. So this is against the Brewers. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, when do you are you, when are you going to be in St. Louis next? Visiting family. Um, yeah, uh, my uh, I'll be I'll be in St. Louis uh, probably here in the next two or three months. Uh, I've got my aunt Tina uh, stay with them. You know who uh, Terry Cropin is? No, that name sounds okay. familiar. All right, yeah, but uh, yeah, I'll be in St. Louis, and I'll we'll probably go to a couple ball games this this uh, summer. So we'll definitely definitely have to reach out and see if we want to go to a game together. <laughs> I just saw the flip. <laughs> that is cool. Is that great. <laughs> Um, that's awesome. So guys, if you want to see that flip, just go to YouTube, do a search for lawless 1987 home run L a W L E S S. And, uh, that's so cool. Um, but well, the, um, there won't be any Cardinal games going on at that point, but let's, uh, let's have coffee or something like that together when you're here. You got it, man. Absolutely. Michael, thanks so much. How can people uh, get in touch with you? And if they live in Memphis, how can they get a hold of you? Maybe find out more about your um, what you're doing. Maybe partner with you on some deals. Maybe buy some of your deals. And how can people get information about coaching and all that stuff? Yeah, well, we have an active Facebook uh, page, Mem Fixer Upper. You can go to it's M E M Fixer Upper on Facebook. Uh, we put all our fix and flip properties on Mem Fixer Upper. Um, and you can see a lot of cool before and afters. And we've got a little information about our coaching program. Uh, but on meetup.com, we have the 901 Real Estate Investors Group. We meet once a month at uh, Flooring Solutions in Memphis. And uh, we have it's a free group, and uh, we have lots of fun there. We dive into an aspect of real estate investing. We'll actually pull out information on a, on a deal that we're actively doing. We'll, we tell people exactly how we got it and the whole process from A to Z. And so we love teaching and training there. And then if people have interest in the, uh, the coaching program, you know, we, we would definitely love to talk to them about that. We usually do that either over a call or over coffee and then uh, send you an application see if it's a good fit for you and, uh, and take it from there. But that's the best way is to go to Memfixer Upper. The, you can also go to my personal Facebook page and, and uh, at Michael Stansberry on Facebook and message me there and uh, add me as a friend. And uh, that's, that's the primary way uh, that we kind of do business these days. Yeah, Michael is the uh, Facebook pro it was funny during the marketing summit. Uh, everyone has given him a hard time about the, <laughs> the Facebook group and getting things up there. But uh, I see you here a post recently that you just did a video or something rejected in the best possible way. Memphis flip show that never happened. What was that about? Uh, well, we uh, so we we had a very active Instagram page where we posted a lot of our deals, and um, uh, you know because HGTV does so many fix and flip shows. They're always looking for new talent. And they called it. We had a lot of production companies call us up and we, we really, that was not part of, that was not in our vision at all to do any kind of a television show. But this one production company, I think they were called uh, big river or I can't, they're, they're out of Idaho. The lady was just super nice. And so we obliged her and we, we, we shot three days of video for this company to do what they call a sizzle that they could take and bring it to HGTV executives to see if there is a possibility of doing a show. 
we had so much fun. These people were very professional. Three days of just going to some of our deals that we were doing and, and doing some doing some staged drama. Mm. We really had a, a ball doing it. Uh, and so once it got completed, they sent us that. And then the word was from the executives that, hey, you know what? We really love you guys. You guys look great. Everything is awesome. However, we think you're too masculine for our audience. And wow. so we won't be doing a, a show for you. And we thought it was the best rejection ever. Wow. Of, <laughs> yeah. So you, there's a video posted below that link uh, that you can see the YouTube video of, uh, of, our, um, of our sizzle. And uh, it, it, I thought it was really well done. But uh, that's as far as the uh, Memphis Flip Show is going to go. Too masculine. What does that mean? <laughs> that's that's a great question, Joe. Did they give you an example of what they were talking about? Well, you know, uh, I don't watch too much of those shows, but um, you know, I I we were too in our culture today. I, I don't think masculinity is something that's um, uh, very much uh, celebrated. I guess if yeah. that makes sense. And so uh, they didn't want too much um, masculinity on the show. We're, we both we both have families. Yeah, we both are are you know we both love our spouses, and we work out, uh, and we flip houses. So apparently that was too masculine. That's crazy. Isn't that hilarious? Uh, well, I mean, they didn't deserve you anyway. Then. <laughs> yeah, that's the way I'm gonna look at it. You got a beautiful family on your Facebook page, and uh, congratulations to you, man. How old are your kids? Uh, uh, Fifteen. 12, 9, and 4. Awesome. And then um, we, have a, we have a little girl there, Lillian. If you want to Google, uh, this is one more thing about me, and this is the last thing because this is really um, inflating my ego. Yeah. But if you, go to a, if you Google Lillian Workout, it's a viral video that my little daughter did when she was five months old. It's got over 3 million views on it, I think on YouTube alone. But it's pretty hilarious. I thought it was just going to be funny for the, for the family. I posted it on Facebook. And it went crazy viral uh, back about three years ago and uh, three and a half years ago. And um, uh, but it's a little video of my daughter and I doing push-ups, and uh, people loved it. I don't see it. How do you spell Lillian? L I L L Y space and A N N workout. Oh, <laughs> very cool. I see there. I see a couple of videos. One is. Uh... A minute and 44 seconds, one's a minute and 34 seconds. But, yeah, it's uh, whatever, whatever one is associated with my YouTube page. Yeah, here it is. Three million views. Oh, that's so cool. Well, hey, Michael, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. This has gone way longer than I told you it would, so I apologize. <laughs> and thank you right. for your patience. And uh, I've really enjoyed talking to you. And our kids are similar in age. And... uh I, I hope someday to be rejected because I'm too masculine. That would be, that's quite an honor. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty hilarious, man. It is wow. so funny. But, um, well, cool. So Facebook's the best way to reach you. Guys, all of the links that we talked about, is, I hope, will be in the show notes at realestateinvestingmastery.com. What would be a good title for this show, Michael? I was thinking about um, building a legacy uh, personally and professionally. Talking yeah, with, yeah, with Michael be, Stansberry. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, one of the things that's great about our business, Joe, and you know this because you've been living this, is uh, this is a very family-friendly business. Again, 
you know, we coach people because it's a copycat business and who better to coach than our own kids uh, if they're willing, if they see something for themselves in this. And so I think that may be a, um, you know, a good angle to go with. Uh, because that's, you know, for the vision for my business this year is to create something that is uh, a legacy to pass down to these kids. If they want to plug and play in my business, in this business as their business, then I want to create a vehicle for them to do that. Yep. Even if they want to buy a Tesla. Yes. Especially if they want to buy a Tesla. <laughs> that's so cool. Hey, thanks again, Michael. I sure appreciate it, man. All right, Joe. You have a great one, sir. See you. Bye-bye. 